A few years ago, my friend Allison and I took a few days after a conference in California to take a short vacation, driving up and down the Pacific coastline. While the rest of New England was buried under eight feet of snow, remember that winter? I was trying not to post too many pictures to Facebook, hiking in the redwoods of California. And for some reason, still unbeknownst to me, one of, on one of these hikes, these two type A ministers, which a trait which generally makes us very excellent traveling companions, we ended up at a trailhead without a map, without cell phone service, and there was not even a picture of a map at the trailhead that we could take a picture of on our phones. So at this point, we had two options. We could go hiking or we could head home. We chose the first option, promising each other that we would remember the landmarks when we made a turn so that we could find our way back down. Well, it's an adventure, we kept saying to each other, reassuring, and we have plenty of snacks and good company. So we spent this hike, a gorgeous few hours, reassuring each other that we did indeed have enough snacks to make it until dinner time. Each time we got to a split in the trail, we would take a moment to decide which way to go, not really knowing where it was taking us, but trusting the path as we went up. We had nothing else really to do that day, and finally we reached an outlook with the 70-degree air and the warm sun shining down on us. We could see the Pacific Ocean from a rock if we climbed up a little bit, and we, in awe, noted that quietly that we would not have seen this gorgeous view if we had played it safe and went home. Friends, I think of this experience of hiking without a map when I think about what I need to go on an adventure, or frankly, when I think about what I need to even leave the house. Because to be totally honest, I'm a chronic overpack overpacker and I don't like to be underprepared. So this week, as the election looms closer and closer, unprecedented circumstances in so many ways, these days I've been feeling like we are a people without a map. We are in uncharted territory. And I'm feeling wholly unprepared for the times that I find our nation in. In these times when we find our nation with stark boundary lines trying to be drawn, uncrossable borders between who is in and who is out, who is good and who is evil, where we see despair and where we see hope, where we see people trying to draw these lines all around us and between us, when in reality the line between good and evil, hope and despair, that line exists within all of us. The only way to be in this time without a map is to pick a path, pick good company, pack enough snacks, stick with it, and be willing to turn around should the conditions get too rough or if we realize that the path that we're on is putting some of our traveling companions in danger. Because don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we should end up in one of those AMC quarterly reviews of people who have to get emergency lifted off the side of the mountain. But I do know that we can't have all the answers before we do something, and that without faithful risk, there is no path, there is no way forward, there is only staying home. And friends, this business of life and of faith is inherently risky, if we're doing it right. Which is why I at least feel most feel most of ne at need of religion in these time, times without a map. Because religion, the root of the word meaning re-ligios or rebinding, 
gives me a sense of orientation, like a compass, points me toward home if it's not the map that will get me there. And in this world that pulls us apart from one another and distracts us with shiny lights and things to buy and rhetoric and political ads on TV and complex ballot questions that are reduced to sound bites and tells us that our worth is measured by how much we are paid or how many likes we get on Facebook, in the midst of all of this, our Unitarian Universalist faith calls us back to our deepest values. Church is a place that asks us to be counter to the culture of separation and competition, to vote counter to a culture of separation and competition, and to vote for a world of compassion and interconnection. And our church is a place that tells us that we are all worthy, all loved, inherently. No matter if you don't make enough money or wear the right kind of clothes. In religion, we rebind ourselves to one another and to that spirit, that love which is greater than ourselves. And we cannot enter into this rebinding without risk risking transformation, risking vulnerability, risking authenticity, risking getting lost, risking being wrong, risking having our hearts broken open risking change to how things have always been, risking comfort for the sake of justice. And this week, we have such a decision before our country. I've been noticing myself checking out while also getting a little anxious. Has that been true for any of you? And I know that that anxiety, for me at least, has a piece of, I couldn't have predicted that such polarization would come out and I can't predict what will happen next, either. Can I get an amen? amen? And I don't know what will happen come Tuesday night, though I have some hopes. But I do know that wherever I am on Tuesday, I'll be with excellent companions, and we'll have enough snacks. So many of you know that I live in a 12-person intentional housing community called the Lucy Stone Cooperative in Boston. And in my house, we share food and meals and decision-making and chores, and we sing together. And we also have a ritual that we do sometimes, brought to us from our former housemate, Barbara, when someone has something big happening in their life. We've done it when somebody has moved out, when some of us, myself included, have seen the Ministerial Fellowship Committee, which is the committee that Otto saw in September that examines the candidate's fitness for ministry. We've gone, done it when people have traveled far away, gotten married, gone home to have hard conversations with their parents. We even did it once the night before friends of our house were going to the hospital to have their baby. And the ritual that we do is very simple and organic. We gather everyone who's around that, that night and we, somebody pulls out a box filled with safety pins. And we say, so-and-so, you are going on a grand adventure. And sometimes on an adventure, you need a safety pin because safety pins are very practical. If you need to hang on to something or if your clothes rip, you, you never know what might happen. But we also give you the safety pin because even though you are going off alone on this adventure, we want you to remember that you are not holding everything all together all on your own, that you have a community of people here at home who are loving you and supporting you, and ready to help you hold it together should you need us. And then we pin the safety pin on the person who is being blessed so that they can carry it with them should they need to pin something together 
or should they simply need a reminder that they aren't holding it together on their own? And you know that suit that I wore to see the Ministerial Fellowship Committee that I often wear here on Sunday mornings, I checked it this morning and it still has a tiny little safety pin pinned on the inside. So today I'd like to do that for one another because we are all on a journey each week and every week as we leave the sanctuary and go our separate ways. And we could use the help and support of each other and an occasional reminder that we do not need to hold it together all on our own. Amen? So I'd like everybody to find a buddy or two. And please make sure that any kids have at least one adult buddy in their group. And at this point, the last person in every pew should have a handful of safety pins. And I'd like everybody to pick out one safety pin. Go ahead and choose it. And turn to your buddy and ask them where they would like the safety pin put. Maybe on their sleeve, maybe on their bag, somewhere where they will take it with them out into the world. Now turn to your buddy and say to one another, you are going on a journey. This week and in this lifetime. And this is a reminder that you aren't holding it together all by yourself. and that you have a community of people behind you should you need us. Now go ahead and pin the safety pin onto your buddy wherever they asked you to. Friends, as we go out into the world this week, I'm feeling like I need a little bit of courage. How about you? And I'm feeling like it takes a lot of work and a lot of courage to resist the temptation to draw boundaries between us and them, to not give in to worry or despair, to use my gifts, whatever they may be, to bless and not to curse, and to remember that I'm not holding it together all by myself, and neither are you. May it be so for each and every one of us, this week and all weeks. Blessed be, and amen.